This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. This next issue, I think, is quite interesting, quite complicated. It, it raises the question of what is our own personal responsibility for looking after our health and what is the cost to the system when people just ignore doctor's orders? So heart disease, cardiac problems, unfortunately, all too common among Zoomers. What happens after the initial treatment, when the acute phase is over, whatever it is, if you've had a heart attack or something else, people are usually told by their doctors to go to rehab. They're given a program. That means going to the gym and doing physical activity to get your heart back in shape. But a new study finds a shocking number, apparently two-thirds Two-thirds of patients either never start or do not complete the rehab program. This is a study by the University Health Network here in Toronto. So uh, a lot of the science shows that doing this rehab helps your recovery and your health. You'd think people would be motivated to do it. Uh, Apparently not. Two-thirds. Patients never start or don't complete. In addition to impeding your recovery, and impeding your health. It costs the province millions of dollars. The number per person who doesn't do that is $3,000, according to this study. And uh, it costs people more in emergency room visits, in trips to the doctor, more medication, and costs that in many of these cases could have been avoided through prevention. And, you know, Cost or no cost, uh, why why would anyone uh, want to think that, that just because they didn't follow through, they're going to be a lot sicker? Let's go to our house doctor, Zachary Levine. Hi, Zach. Hi, Libby. Well, you're an emergency room doctor. In your emergency room, do you see people who did not follow through? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you brought up a lot of very important points. And one of them, you know, one of them is you would think, because one of the questions is that that this study raises is how do we motivate people? And one would think that having a heart attack is a pretty good motivator. I would have thought so. (laughs) Exactly. So that's, uh, and, and, you know, like you said, heart disease, uh, cardiovascular disease, number one killer in Canada. And this cardiac rehab, which basically, you know, it's basically getting the heart back into shape. And and in some cases, it wasn't in shape in the first place. And that is potentially one of the reasons why uh, the heart was injured in the first place. So these people, some of the people may not be used to exercising, so it would be a change in their lifestyle. Um, And so what we have to ask is, yeah, how do we motivate them, especially, you know, people who haven't been active previously. And again, you know, you know, we would think it would be motivating enough uh, having a heart attack, but maybe not. And maybe there are other ways that we can make it more uh, attractive to people 
to go to, to, to do some kind of rehab. It doesn't have to be this strict uh, cardiac rehab, but to be physically active, that's the most important thing. Okay, Zach, I'm going to give the numbers out if people have a question about what cardiac rehab is, or I'd like to hear from people. Uh, if, if this happened to you, did you get a prescription to go to cardiac rehab and you didn't do it? What was the reason you didn't do it? Was that a good decision? Or if you did do it, you know, was it, was it onerous? Uh, did you feel better afterwards? All of these things uh, I would like to hear from you, or perhaps you have a loved one, a family member, you're trying to get them to do their rehab. That probably can be difficult as well. The number's 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. We're talking about cardiac rehab and people who do not do it and end up being sicker and also costing the healthcare system more. Uh, Zach, what does cardiac rehab involve? Well, primarily it is a cardiovascular exercise. So getting the heart rate up to a moderate increased state and keeping it up there. And, you, you know, like any other kind of exercise, you start slow and you progress until you can tolerate more. And, that, and it's basically like, like other muscles. The heart's obviously different, but it, it's like other muscles in the sense that the more you work it, and the more you work it for longer durations, the, the better it is and the, and the better the oxygen supply is and the blood supply is to the heart. So it's just a, it's just a, um, a sort of a strict program where they make sure that your cardiac function is improving and that your ability to do cardiovascular exercise improves as well. But again, you know, if at the very least... Uh, people after heart attack hopefully can be active. And, you know, some of the ways we found certainly to encourage people to be active are, number one, finding things that they enjoy. So it's possible that the cardiac rehab is too strict for some people. They're not, you know, it's not like a, a game that they really enjoy. It, certainly doing it with a friend is motivating. I don't know if they are, they are allowed to do the cardiac rehab, bring a friend with them. And then also choosing... Is it, sorry, of, sorry to sorry. interrupt, is, is yeah. it like, you know, some time on a bike and then maybe, a, a, you know, walking on a treadmill? Is it exactly. what, that's, it's stuff like that. It's pretty exactly. basic. Yeah, exactly. It's something that, uh, yeah, so both of those things would be potential, a bike, a treadmill, uh, just things that get your heart rate up. And uh, as opposed to more like, it, it's less about sort of late weightlifting and, and working on your other muscles. It's working on your cardiovascular health. And then, uh, and then the other thing that is helpful is if people can incorporate it into their regular life. So if they can, if they can walk places, if they can take the stairs, if they can, you know, just make some cardiovascular exercise part of their regular life. It takes a bit of the. Uh, I think some people just don't aren't used to and don't like going to the gym. They they consider it onerous. But there are ways to do it where you enjoy it and it becomes part of your regular life. And for some people, that's the answer. Well, some people just don't like exercise or aren't used to it. Is there any issue? Are some people afraid to do this? Yes, absolutely. There's, you know, there are several issues. Um, number one, Number one is definitely what you're talking about. Some people are afraid. However, you know, there's no question that uh, cardiologists deal with that all the time. People feel like, well, if I do that, I'm going to strain my heart and it could potentially cause another heart attack. But, but I think I would bet that cardiologists spend a lot of time uh, reassuring patients that this is actually, it's, it's the opposite of bad. It's the opposite of dangerous. It's actually what's going to keep you out of danger. But then, the, you know, there are other issues with respect to the gym as well. You know, some people aren't comfortable there uh, for, for different reasons. This is not a gym where people go to, uh, you know, look 
look at and be looked at. Uh, but still, some people are not comfortable. Are these places usually uh, in a hospital setting? They're, yeah, usually in a hospital setting or at least in a, in a clinical type of setting. So it's a room, often a big room that's set up to look like to, like with all the gym equipment, but it, it certainly doesn't feel or look like a, your average uh, gold gym or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Gold's gym, I think, is uh, is I think that's a whole other level of things. That's like a bodybuilding gym. It's not where people would go. I mean, I know that there are some kind of different concepts in gym. There's one called curves where, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's to make uh, it's for women only, and it's to make people who might be overweight feel comfortable, and it's kind of a short workout. Uh, is something like that necessary? I mean, is it, do you think that the, the, I mean, I would think that in a rehab gym, everybody else there has been through the same thing. So the shaming, body shaming, whatever would not necessarily be an issue there. I would think that also, and certainly there's a lot of understanding. And also the good thing is, you know, it's specific. It, It is professionals, cardiovascular professionals that know exactly what you should work on. But of course, like any, like any other, uh, time we encourage exercise any exercise is infinitely better than none and so if someone just isn't comfortable going to the cardiac rehab but they'll but they're more comfortable going to curves or they're more comfortable having regular walks with their friends uh it's much much better than doing nothing the main thing is that they get active ideally you know these structured programs are the best just because they're designed specifically to get your heart back in shape but you know if if someone's not willing to do that I think we as doctors have to hear them and find out what what are you willing to do in order to keep keep your keep you out of the emergency room with another heart attack. Uh t- take me through a conversation that you may have had with a patient. About, uh, about this. cardiac rehab or uh, Yeah, about this. Well, and, you know, yeah, generally, you know, so I see them in the emergency department, so often they will have come in with uh with chest pain, shortness of breath. And we determine, you know, the first thing, obviously, is determining that it's from their heart. And, and oftentimes, you know, if, if it is from the heart and if it's new, the cardiologist will see them. And I and or the cardiologist will speak to them uh, in addition to organizing follow-up, but talk to them about lifestyle measures. So, uh, and one of, one of the most important parts of lifestyle is cardiovascular health because all the things that we think of that are bad for the heart are, are somewhat affected by being uh, in cardiovascular good health. So if, you're, if you exercise a lot, then the other things like your blood pressure and like your cholesterol and like your diabetes, all those things improve as well. So it's not just to get, it, to get in shape. So, you know, one, there, there are definitely barriers. Some people are, you know, concerned about it. And, they, you know, and some people, maybe it's a flippant thing, but they say, well, I know a guy who ran marathons and dropped dead in the middle of a marathon. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, we've all heard those stories. Yeah. Um, do people tell the truth? Well, <laughs> I mean, I think uh, we usually, with certain things they do, um, in general, uh, often people don't tell the truth about certain things, including uh, smoking and alcohol. They'll usually minimize those things. Do you, do you have a, a factor of, I, I've talked to some doctors who say, you know, if somebody says uh, they have two drink, drinks a day, I just multiply by two. Yeah, usually, <laughs> usually that's uh, what I've heard. I don't know if it's science-based, but yeah, most people I think uh, will double it, especially usually if you're asking those questions, it's because you have a concern. And, you know, one of the things, again, that I think it's uh, up to us doctors to make sure that as we're asking the question, make sure that the, the person realizes we're not going to judge them for it because it's, it's when you feel judged, then, then you are going to potentially change your answer. And that's, 
that's the wrong thing because the more we know, the more that we can actually help them. Okay, I'm going to give the numbers out once again. We have like um, a minute or two left. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. We're talking about cardiac rehab and why people don't follow through with it. But, of course, you can ask anything you want. Uh, So, um, yeah, so there are all kinds of issues to, I guess, getting to compliance, people telling the truth, people being worried. I mean, it's understandable after you've had a heart attack, people, you can be worried uh, about a lot of things. I remember doing a story on... uh, Doctors came out with a whole bunch of new guidelines on on how to get back to having sex after a heart attack, which I imagine is also scary for some people. Absolutely. And I mean, that's one of the potential benefits is that if you know you can uh, go on a treadmill for uh, half an hour, then you know, you know, doctors and cardiologists measure uh, effort in METs. You know, and so normal, uh, you know, normal living is about one MET and sex, normal sex is about two METs. And usually they'll bring people's METs up to at least five, sometimes up to 10 when they put them on a treadmill. But that is a potentially motivating factor. And, and yes, I mean, people are, people are potentially uh, intimidated, but these programs are meant to be inclusive. So anyone at any uh, previous cardiovascular fitness level should feel comfortable in these programs. Okay, uh, we're getting some calls right under the wire. Let's go to Mary in Newmarket. Hi, Mary. We have uh, not very much time left. Please go ahead. I just wanted to say that I, <clears throat> excuse me, I went to uh, cardiac rehab for eleven and a half years. Oh wow! I have an ongoing condition. It's uh, very rare, but the program itself, I think, is really good. We were monitored very closely. We had our our. Um, blood pressure taken when we came in and then after we exercised and if it was too high or too low they would uh, treat us either with water or whatever or we'd have to wait you know and then uh, they also had diabetics there and they had their blood tested before and after exercise and it was quite a variety of exercises at whatever level you could handle I, I felt it was an excellent program Mm-hmm. and did you feel better by doing it oh yes I mean, I hate exercising as much as a lot of people. (laughs) Oh, it was on my way home, so it wasn't as bad. I was already out, and and I got and it's a social network as well. I got to know so many people there. Uh, Most of the time, I was the only woman, but (laughs) that that led to other things. <laughs> okay, well, hey, hey, you can get dates at Cardiac Rehab. Uh, I, I'd love to continue this conversation, Mary, but we really have to go. Thanks for your call. Okay. Okay, well, there you go. Another reason to do your cardiac rehab. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Dr. Zach, thank you very much for that. Thanks, Libby. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.